Welcome back. Episode 121 of the Ranting Rangers podcast, a partnership with Inside the Rank. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Brett. Brett, how's it going? Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Uh, I'm, I'm, I missed the game. I was supposed to be at the game, but ended up not feeling well this weekend. So didn't drive down to Ohio, missed the game, and then also missed the game watching it as well. So I don't really know what happened. I saw the final score. Uh, so it's your fault we lost. I, so I, I am not taking credit for that. Um, but, but you but are. What I, but what I will say is I'm going to just take a wild guess here that it was uh, a typical Rangers loss of this season, which means that we – Came out, played terrible rush defense, allowed way too many chances, let quick out to dry, and really didn't have any sustained offensive zone time in order to score enough goals to win. Is that what happened? More or less, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. There's only one way the Rangers lose, and that's it, there's no other way. When we do lose, it is the same thing every time. Yeah, it you're is. Like, you, don't, you don't hear when we lose. lose, and we're like, oh, we played really well. Yeah. Either we play well and win, or we just yeah. But um, listen, if my team, I and and uh, I don't know, man, if this team couldn't win eleven in a row, so it clearly shows that they're not the real deal. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. If you can't win yeah. eleven games in a row, you just then, then what the hell are you doing? Go go back to the AHL, you know. Yeah, honestly, we should just become sellers at the deadline yeah. now. I don't know. We shouldn't be buying anybody. Let, let's just let's sell off the core. Let's try it trade again. Trade Fox, trade Shesterkin, trade Capo Capo, Lafreniere, Zabat, Ryder. Absolutely. Well, but, 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 but we do keep Will Cooley, though. That's, that's our building Cooley. block of the future. That's the core. But I do think we should get rid of Othman and Perot. Oh, um, big time. We could probably get a couple second-round picks for those guys. But Brett Berard is also an untouchable. No, no, we're charity him for gritty. So wow, wow, yeah, wow. Him and Jones for gritty, and that that is how we rebuild. Oh, the both now, both with, with Cooley and gritty. That is how we. Berard wasn't enough. You have to throw in Jones as a sweetener. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all day long. Otherwise, you have to attach a draft pick to it, and I just want all the draft picks. Oh gosh. That's all we need right now. Just collect draft kits, draft uh, picks like Infinity Stones. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, hey, uh, if you trade for every single draft, every single draft pick in one draft, I mean, you're bound to get one star at least. Yeah. yeah Although it manages, it manages that every single draft pick of that year just doesn't work out. Yep. Mm. So yeah, yeah so that's like, I, I wonder if any GM ever thought, you know what, I'm just gonna try to get all the third round picks of this draft and let's see how this goes. Uh, not well, I wouldn't think. No. 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 But um I heard I've been a little out of touch with 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 stuff. I I heard there's some sort of uh we didn't we really didn't want to talk about No, I I was come, I was ready to come into this to saying Brett, the rule is we're not allowed to talk about the trade deadline and if you talk about the trade deadline, that that's like you you get tased. Well, I want to I I heard there were some sort of rumors though swirling around that you were aware of so i i did want to ask what these rumors were so as little as i want to talk about the dead trade deadline right now. yeah i i was so ready to say we are absolutely not talking about it it's not allowed um 
However, um, it was rumored, and now I can't find his thing. Lovely. That is incredible. It was literally all over my timeline earlier today. And, uh, oh, here we go. Uh, okay, so, so credit, to, credit, to, credit to Kyle Hall. Okay. Um, uh, on Twitter. So after seeing the Rangers heavy scouting in Nashville recently, um, someone there from the media member confirmed that there's possible interest in Tommy Novak, Gustav Nyquist, Jeremy Lazan. Um, I never spoke about Novak just because I never thought he'd actually be available. I just couldn't see it. I just saw Nashville always re-signing him. Um, and then Gustav Nyquist, uh, he was in UFA, so he wasn't really on my radar in regards to looking for players. And then Jeremy Lazan, um, could he play hockey or is he one of those great guys? Um, in my mind, in my mind, he's a great guy. Uh, He sounds like a great guy. I remember him as a great guy. I just haven't exactly kept tabs on him for a bit, so... Yeah, I the, weird I, that I they don't say Yakov Trenin though. That's a bit weird. I'm all about Tommy Novak though. Oh, 100. percent I just, I, I, I just, I don't know how he would be available. I don't know why. Um, yeah, what what is Nashville trying to do right now? And this is Barry Trotz. I I, I wouldn't think Barry Trotz would do something like that. Oh yeah, Jeremy was on. Okay, like so, um, he played one season, sixteen games played. One game, uh, one season, nineteen games played. One game, forty-one. One game, one. I'm sorry, not one game. One season, forty, fifty-three, um, and then one season, thirteen, and then another season, sixty-seven, and then fifty-nine. And I'm saying this because out of all of them, he only scored more than one goal per season twice. <laughs> Yeah, he's we, uh, he's 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 supposed to be a defensive defensive defenseman, right? I mean, but is he good at doing that? Well, yeah, no, I I I was just like I don't know, it just seemed weird. I know he's a defenseman; they don't score goals, but it was just like I've not seen weird that. Oh, he actually is six this year, um, but uh, I mean, like, if they're looking at Lazan, then that's kind of a tell on Zach Jones. Uh, yeah, boy, is it ever. Because I thought maybe they'd uh, perhaps keep him because seeing the cap situation and next year that he could be possibly the replacement for Gustafson. Uh, okay, I'm just pulling up Jeremy Lazan's player card here. Um, Grim. Yeah, I'm all the way good on never. Wow. Yeah, so the yeah. three-year percentile rank. For defense is a 14 that's out of 100 by the way uh hey, it's better than 13 uh it's better than 12 yeah no terrible Ter- his his yeah i want uh, yeah i mean at best is a do nothing defenseman screw it let's get kind terrible of shorthand terrible shorthand started defense. the streak in the first place Terrible, terrible shorthanded defense. His even strength defense, his expected, uh, his expected uh, is not bad versus his GAR. 
which is not great. But yeah, no, that is uh, all the way good. Don't I don't know that we need Lazan. Um, I know they probably want to have a stronger seventh D man, but that ain't it. But Tommy Novak would be amazing. I mean, that's that's a Capacaco. I mean, not Capo. That's a Filipino replacement right there. Yeah, yeah. It's just a question of how much would he take to get. Also, by the way, Valley's uh, clear side analytics card just came out, and wouldn't you know it? Expected goals of each team the Rangers should have won. Oh, so we got goalied? Ish. I, I don't know. It felt like he was shaky at times and we didn't capitalize. Panarin had gorgeous goal. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say we didn't get goalied because, let's be honest, we always goalies always play the rest versus us. It's, it's, it stopped being a joke a long time ago and actually it's a real thing. But, I don't know. Well, like, usually that's an MSG, though. When we get really goalied hard by a backup goalie, it's always at MSG. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Merzlikens had some pretty good saves, but it was just that, um, I don't know, I, I, the Rangers' defense, they, they honestly, like, they, they played what? And I, I said this last night on Twitter. It, it was, what was it, five games in eight days? I mean... And then this is a back-to-back, and this is the second one of the back-to-back. I, it just They clearly didn't have the legs, and it was so clear. So I, I don't know how much – like, I'm really not taking a lot or analyzing this game seriously. Uh, it's just a matter of, okay, let's see what happens now What they have a, a two-day two break, and then they play Columbus uh, for a rematch in the Garden. It's, oh, yeah, that's yeah, be a bloodbath. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be an absolute bloodbath. I I will take major bets on that game. I, I I bet I'm gonna put a bet out against that Columbus game that the Rangers win by three or more. Yeah, I think they're gonna come out with vengeance. I I really do. They're like they're gonna be like fuck you guys, thinking you thinking you're gonna come in here and you ruin our our win streak. We were we were tired. Now we're rested up. Get you're back to the bottom of the Metro Division for eternity. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna get fucked up. You have, yeah, and I mean, obviously, it's super Johnny Goudreau that's like playing brutal. We got the real Johnny Hockey here on our three C. So exactly, exactly. So yeah, did your uh, Johnny Hockey snipe Vasilevsky earlier this month? I don't think so. (laughs) Nope, nope, not at all. So yeah, I mean, I get it. It's disappointing, uh, obviously, to not get that. 11th win for the record. I mean, we tied the record, which is cool, but um, you win 10 games in a row, you're doing something right. Um, and yeah, it sucks to lose, especially to a bottom feeder team like Columbus. But, you know, I, again, I've said this before that fans, I think, so often underestimate how good a even the worst team in the league can play certain nights. Um, you know, you think of these teams like the Blue Jackets and the Sharks and, you know, you think of them as being just bad teams that you should beat. And it's like, yeah, it's true. You should beat them. But especially in a game like hockey, it is very easy to come out and um, and even have the worst team beat the best team in the league. That's not an unconscionable sin of which is, you know, 
an indictment on the team. It doesn't have to be. It really doesn't. You know, um, for our last eleven games, we're ten and one. And That's if you're right, yeah, if you're if you're that isn't acceptable to you, then your expectations are are wildly off base. Um, are you allowed to be disappointed we didn't get the eleventh win? Sure, I didn't see the game, but I, I assume it, you know was it probably frustrating to watch them not come out and, and play as well as you wanted to? Absolutely, you have every right to be upset about that, but it shouldn't be an indictment on this team at all. This team is is good. This is one of the best teams in hockey, and I think that this team is primed to make a long playoff run. Um, well, Brett, if they win versus Columbus Wednesday, they're number one in the NHL. Yeah, that's not that's good not enough. good enough. Not good enough. No, I, I don't know how you could peak that, but they got to peak that or else it's just unacceptable. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I mean, like, it, it's clear that the the successful recipe would be the quality versus quantity in shots. While, you know, other teams have 40 shots, but the quality of it isn't really up there. And then the Rangers capitalize on their high danger chances. However, last night they got it got a bit of a hand, but again they looked like they were skating in quicksand. Um, and during a winning streak, um, a team's weaknesses or flaws or bad habits get worse as it goes on because they become more laid back, more relaxed, um, overconfident, whatever it is. Honestly. It'd be really interesting to see what teams in the NHL's records were after a winning streak more than nine. Because, I don't know, I feel like sometimes, and I don't think this could happen with the Rangers, but when you have that big of a streak, those bad habits, you know, it's a snowball effect. And it gets a bit worse and worse, and it goes undetected because everyone's just focused on, you know, hey, we're winning. So, you know, like, go on last year, like, well, we won, so, you know. It doesn't matter how we won. No, no, go on. It, it does, you see, because you might have gotten lucky or you might have good bounces because the next game, that's not going to happen and you're going to lose. But um, obviously. Well, yeah, we definitely saw that. I think, yeah, like we definitely got lucky to get that 10th win against the Flyers for sure, too. Like, so honestly, I, I wasn't mean, that surprised when I checked. They almost scored with like a second left. Oh, I, I'm shocked they didn't, honestly. Um, so like I that was I was Ryan Strom material right there. Oh yeah, that was but yeah. I, I don't know. I just I I feel like watching that Philadelphia game. I was not surprised to check the score of the Columbus game and see that we were losing. I really wasn't. It was like yeah, it feels like we're spinning out right now, which is it's fine. Um, By the way, today's day in uh, what was it? What year was it? Six years ago, Brett. You want to know what happened? What happened six years ago? Today, six years ago today, the Rangers traded Ryan McDonough and JT Miller for our first round pick, Brett Howden, Libor Hayek, and a conditional first round pick. Oh, so like the worst modern trade in Rangers history? I don't know how they didn't get one. Like I'm not saying point, obviously, but it, it, I don't know how they didn't get something better. It, that was that was ridiculous. 
that was. I really want to know what what did they see in Libor Hayek that was like, man, this guy's going to be good. Like, yeah. oh, this this in? this guy's going to help us with the trade from Ryan McDonough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wonder, like, what was his, you know, what was his scouting profile? What did it say that was like, oh man, we got to get this Hayek guy. Ugh. Whatever. <sighs> well, Caesar. speaking Quinn of Caesar, trades, probably. Huh? Glenn Sather. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I'm telling you, get this guy, get this guy. No, no, say there. Go, go back, go back to your office. We're 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 big boys are talking here. No, I'm here. telling you, get Libor Hayek. He's he's gonna be a stud. It's gonna be a star. <laughs> uh well, speaking of trades, I do want to get back to Tommy Novak real quick, uh, because I do find that extremely interesting. Um I have in my mind what I'm sure will be an unpopular opinion here, but I want to know what would you offer for Tommy Novak? If you say Will Cooley, we're stopping this podcast right now. No, absolutely okay, not. Okay, good, good, good. You no, know, because you said unpopular opinions, so. No, it's going to be a lot. make sure the un- – what? It's going to be unpopular, but no, it's not It's not Will Cooley. Yeah, okay, okay. I just I just had to make sure. Just, just had to make the sure. The heart and soul of this team? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Good, good. No, just I'm just making sure. Yeah. Um, what would I trade? Yeah. Is he an RFA or a UFA? I believe he was a UFA, right? No, he can't be. He's only in his third year. He's RFA. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, like, I can't believe he even be on the table, to be perfectly honest. It right. doesn't, it make, doesn't make sense. That's why I never considered it, because why wouldn't Nashville – you're rebuilding, yes. So, wouldn't you want to walk up like a, um, I don't know, center that's like has 31 points in 48 games? Nah. He's 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 26 years old. He's you know RFA. Yeah, his. Um. So let's see. In his in his career, he's sitting at. Um. He's at 126 games. He's got 81 points. Wait a minute. He's going to be a UFA. No, RFA. It says expiry status UFA. Oh, I hopped a line. I'm sorry. I was looking at Evangelista. You're right. He is a UFA. Oh, I guess. Is that because because he started at 23 instead of? How does that work? Why isn't he an RFA? It's only his third season. But I guess if you start your contract later, if you're aged, then does it not go to a RFA? Goes to a UFA? I guess so. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I mean, like, so like you take out his first. If you take out his first 27 games that he played, his first 27 games first season with 21, 22 with Nashville, he had seven seven lousy points. But you take that away, and it's like he's not that. Like he had 43 points in 51 games last year, so just under a point per this year. Again, 31 points, 41 game, uh, 48 games. Like, you know, he's good production right now. And then if you look at it, pull up his player card, his offensive percentile ranking is at 79. His his expected and goals, expected goals above replacement and actual goals above replacement is just below six. Six. Um, this dude's legit, and I don't know why they would be getting rid of him. But if they were, and I guess all this still, what I'm willing to give up hinges entirely on whether or not 
Hedl is likely to be back or not. If, if, we, if we do, if we ask me, no, I'm just kidding. If we do think that Hedl might be back, then I'm less concerned about getting somebody on the caliber of Tommy Novak. But if he is gone, I, I want Tommy Novak. I want somebody exactly like him. Well, well like, first off, how He's much is Tommy Amber. Novak re-signed for? What? Meaning, if we would consider re-signing him. Well, yeah, I know that that's the point. I like to me, you don't get a player like that as a rental in this situation because you're gonna have to give up too many assets to get somebody like that to not. But, but if Hedl is okay, you have a serious problem. You right. can't afford both. Right. Yes, exactly. And I, I don't know if it's like Hedl would be on a day to day basis to saying, okay, can can he come back? Right. I I, 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 these are things I don't know. So. But I'm saying is if the organization is already like, dude, Heedle is Heedle is done. Like it's a long shot that he's going to come back. We need to have uh, a real plan B in place. I'm saying operating under that assumption, this is what I would give for Tommy Novak. I would give a first, and if I would Tommy also Novak that. is available. I mean, I I don't know, like, because we know like Pittsburgh would never trade with us. Uh, the, Devils would never trade with us. But, like, what is the dynamic between the Predators and Colorado Avalanche? Because I always thought that the Avalanche would be after Henrique. So if Novak is available, it would make so much more sense for them to finally fill that uh, 2C and try to extend them long term. Yeah. But I don't care about Colorado. I'm talking about the New York. Why do? Because they have a lot more assets. Yeah. Okay, but theoretically, say theoretically, it's a pure rental because I I don't just 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 for now because I mean obviously the obvious thing is a first that's that's beyond obvious. Um, man, the Rangers don't even have a see if it's not a rental, I'd be fine giving up a first and Brennan Othman for Tommy Novak, if we're going to re-sign him. Yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I figured you were going to say. Because yep. when, when you said I'm probably like, all right, it's probably going to be. I mean, if it's not Will Cooley, it's going to be Will by Brennan Othman. Yeah, I'm not, not Perot. Perot is untouchable, completely untouchable. And I don't want to get rid of Othman, to be clear. And it's not like we don't need wingers coming in. We, and by we the do. way, this is not if he's a rental, right? This is not if he's a rental. Yeah, if, if he's viewing as a rental, fuck that. Absolutely not. Throw picks at him and that's it. Um, and, and, you know, and uh, B-level asset, you know, throw Berard at him. Honestly, I, 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 I know people would be upset about training Brandon Hoffman. I don't think that's a crazy situation because think about it. You are stacked down the lane wings for a long time. You got Lafreniere, Kako, Gabe Perot. Um, yeah. well, obviously you have Panarin, obviously, uh, Kreider, yeah. and you have Berard, Sakura, um, Will Cooley. I mean, you, you have an odds are they're going to draft a winger this year, so. Well, unless yeah. they drop the first. Yeah, and like so. I'm excited and I want Brendan Othman to be a ranger and everything else, but like I'm just operating under the assumption that if they're going for somebody like that, it's not for a rental, it's to sign him, which means that Hedl probably isn't coming back. So I'm just saying if Hedl's not coming back, we we do need a real three C. I like I, I like Brodzinski, but like I would like him so much better on the fourth line. I would I would love him for eternity on the fourth line. Um a real three C could really push this team into high into high gear, and Tommy Novak is exactly the kind of guy that you would want in there. 
Yeah. His offensive um, stats are actually crazy. Like his, you, you pull up, you go to evolving hockey and pull up his cars and look at his stats. Like he's, he's legit. And I think he's, he's kind of guy that I think is like poised to break out and you might be able to get him on a deal too. Even though he's a UFA, he's obviously going to be making a lot more than $800,000 next year, but he's, I don't, he hasn't, he hasn't put up the numbers quite yet to demand, you know, anything like five, six, seven, you know, you're probably talking about a Philip Hedl S contract for him right now. Uh, but I think his production could very well be, uh, he's somebody that at this point could take that leap next year to become a point per kind of guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying I trade Ben often. I probably have to think about that, but uh, say he's a pure rental. What would you be willing to, I, I do probably like, obviously still, still start with a first, uh, yeah, and for, you just for, look at the market from other players. Like, probably be looking at a similar to Monahan. He's better though. I he is, but Monahan's like. Remember, GMs don't go by how they play; they go by the names. So he's a first round pick, Sean Monahan, um, and he's he has achieved. Con- well, Novak does too, but that's the problem. Like the GMs, like. How we evaluate them, how everyone else evaluates them, is not necessarily the way GMs evaluate their players. No, it's uh, true. Honestly, as a pure rental, I don't really want to. I don't think there's. I don't think we could give up enough to get him as a pure rental. I think the only way it makes sense is if we're planning on signing him. To me, he's too valuable. That's, I mean, yeah, you could do a first in Sakura. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to be enough. And then, and then already, like, as just a pure rental, I don't, I don't like that. I don't want to give up. I don't really want to give up assets for a pure rental. Right. Well, the right reason why I didn't mention Berard not Sakura is because Berard's closer to more NHL, closer to NHL ready. And also, yeah. as as you said before, if it's obviously not often in this theoretical trade, the Rangers are stacked down the wings. Uh, not necessarily oh, yeah. star yeah. stars. They only have probably one in the pipeline, uh, but. Remember, Sakura is projected to what to be a third line, third line winger. So you're trading essentially a future third line winger. So that, that doesn't really sound as bad. Um, I get he seems like he's good, he would be a fan favorite here, but yeah. and I know even if you have are stacked in a certain area of assets, you don't throw them around because that would not be great asset management. But you got to give to get. Um, It's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. And the other one was Gustav Nyquist, who would be the right winger with Mika and Kreider. He's playing on the top line. Uh, I believe he has... Yeah, I mean, he's he's legit. Um, but the thing is, he's, he he's not a UFA. No, the thing is, he's not a UFA. But I think he's making $3.1 million. Yeah, three point one, and okay, so it would just be this year or next year. Um, boy, I mean, he's pretty legit. I, I mean, I, I just, I'm surprised these people are available. Yeah, I always get concerned when I see power play points because I'm like, all right, you got to subtract all those because they're not getting any power play time. Um, yeah, I mean, the problem too is his age as well. Obviously, I mean, he's been around for a while, like. Yeah, he's, he's thirty-four. Still, he's, he, I mean, he's, he's still putting up. He's still putting up numbers, but but uh, that could drop off any year. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah. It's like, do you really want to hang around him hanging around next year? 
again, and that's a short-term solution too. How many years does he have left? Just one, but still it's carrying 3.1 million next year, which is like, to me, that's like a weird middle ground between the two. It's like, it's too, that's too much. You know, we don't want to hang on to him next year unless you're replacing Heedle, but then he's too old to be a Heedle replacement. I'd rather have somebody like Novak. You know, it's like he's kind of like the worst of all worlds where it's like you're going to have to give up just as much to get him. Like if he but, was a rent, though, I, I 100% am on board. Yeah. If Oh, yeah. If, he, if it was just – if he, if his contract was up this year, then I'd be a lot more keen on it. But, yeah, with the fact that he's in a year left at his age, I don't I don't love that. So of those three guys, the only one I'm really being yeah. interested in is Novak. But, yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah, not I think, it's, I think not that's enough sure. speculation on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some mailbag before we end up here. Um, well, first, first, I wanted, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about the uh, rent-based situation with the fights, and especially the one? Well, obviously, look, he he got demolished versus Columbus. There's no question about that. Um, and someone's probably got to tell him that he doesn't have to fight every game. Um, but apparently Flyers fans thought he lost for Stolorier Saturday. Yeah. I mean, that's just sheer cope. That's all that is. I mean, it's, if anyone's ever watched boxing, there's no way any, any boxing judge would have scored that round as anything, but entirely for Rempe. No, right, right, right. He, just fell. Like- he, he got him to fall over. So therefore he won. It doesn't matter how many punches he received to the face. Well, that, yeah, and that's the dumbest thing ever because, it, you know, it is – taking a guy down is super easy to do. And when a guy is doing that, when you see a guy trying to knock the other guy down, it's because he's done eating and throwing punches. That's the only reason you ever see a guy try to take somebody down is because they want the fight to end. If anything, it is – it's like – it's the wuss move to do. It's the I'm done with this fight. It's over. I don't want to do this anymore. So just because you throw a guy to the ice doesn't mean you won the fight. If anything, it means you lost the fight and you want it to be over. That's all it is. So, you know, that's just dim-witted Philly fans, and that's all it is. Um, Rempe won that fight, hands down. And if you need any evidence, just look at their faces. Like, Rempe still looked uh, fresh and ready to go in the penalty box. And uh, Delore looked like he needed to seek medical medical attention. It's it's very clear. Yeah. If you're not good at tracking, if you're not good at like counting punches and seeing which ones land and how much, if you're not, you know, watch boxing or any you know fighting, you know, I can understand that. But you know, the proof is in their fucking faces at the end of it. Yeah, and considering these players are standing or balancing on thin knives, yeah, I, I wouldn't consider it hard to knock someone over oh, and so easy. one of their legs. It's so easy. A child can knock down a player, a professional player. It's really not that hard. It's like you, you, you fix one leg and push their momentum the other direction, everyone on the earth is falling. It's really not that hard. Yeah. No. Absolutely. All right, mailbag? Um. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, I decided to post this at 11 o'clock at night last night because I, I had hockey. I played at um, Barnabas, actually, uh, which is the New Jersey Devil practice ice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I hate how I always see these like poorly worded texts and stuff like trading for this. And I'm like, oh, they made a trade. I'm like, no, they didn't. You just worded it terribly. 
And it's like, just, just word it properly. Like you're going to give me a heart attack here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just very, very frustrating sometimes, but Hey, even though the Avengers defense isn't playing the greatest. Um, yeah, again, there's, uh, the good recipe is quality versus quantity. Uh, let them shoot 40 shots from the outside. Just they going to stop majority of them. That's, that was literally their strategy versus Carolina hurricanes in the 2022 playoffs. And it worked. Um, I am not calling your tangent at all right now. I feel like you jumped three different. I jumped like to a different stratosphere. I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you answering? I was talking about the Rangers defensive style. I don't know where I got off to. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) And the listeners are probably like, where the hell is this guy? Where are, where are, okay. Are you okay? Let's get to the mailbag. Let's get to the mailbag. Um, but, uh, yeah. So unfortunately, we don't have a lot of questions because I decided to post this at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, but uh, anyway, we'll answer to them the best of our capabilities. Okay, so on Twitter, Nick asked, what has happened to the power play and what do you, we think the solution is? Uh, um, question. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's one simple fix to this. I mean, look, no matter how elite or great the power play is, there is always a struggle. Um, I, I remember in 2000, what was it? 17, 18 season when Pittsburgh had Malkin, Crosby, Latang, Kessel, or, or it was 18 or like with Gens also like, and they weren't playing well for a certain amount of time. Like every power play goes through their cold streaks. Yes, this power play has gone longer than most, but I think they will figure it out. It's just a matter of time. I would have probably switched it up longer than Laviolette would have done. Um, it, it's tricky because you want this power play as it is to play well. Because if you switch it and it plays well, that's more likely to not be as sustainable because obviously your best players are not on the ice. Um, what the hell was that? It's just not, it sounded like a shotgun. Holy crap. Um, yeah. Um, forget that happened. I don't know, Brett, what do you, what do you think? Um, so I kind of have a weird idea here. Um, Will Cooley, first power play. I like where you're thinking. <laughs> I think we should call up Gabe Perot to quarterback, uh, the PP one. Um, I think he's earned it in college, you know, just sign him real quick. <laughs> in college. Get him out of there. <laughs> no. Uh, so, so my weird idea is this, is that, I think they should have Fox on the power play the entire time. Okay. He is the yeah, quarterback. Screw, screw stamina. Yeah. No, I, I honestly, for, for, for a power play, it's, it's fine. Just give it's him fine. like 20 cans of Red Bull right before the power play. Just, just, just run him out there for, for both. Power, like he's, we need him collecting the puck at the blue line. Like no one else is. He needs to be out there. Because here's the thing is that we still do the thing like we, we're better about it this year than last year. I will say of act, the second power play unit actually gets a little bit of time, which is nice. But it still is a majority of PP1 is out there, which is the way most are. And that's fine. But I'm saying I think just keep Fox at the blue line the entire time for the power play and then swap out, actually do a more even balance one minute, one minute with PP1 and PP2. Uh, PP1, I think you have to get Lafreniere in there. With how he is playing the game right now, 
He is seeing the ice super well. He's starting to shoot better too. Not only will it be good for him, but I think he's also, he does a thing that, that I think is what's missing in this problem with power play one right now, which is that everyone has their little role. Everyone has their little specialty and everyone sticks to their area and people know what it is. Like they, the teams have figured out what we're trying to do and how we go about doing it. So we're predictable. We're too, we stand still too much and we're not getting, uh, we're not getting the chances because it's predictable and that's why it's not working. And so I think you change up the personnel a little bit. I think adding Lafreniere in is because he's carrying the puck really well. He's seeing the ice very well and he's not a static stay in one place sort of guy. I think it's exactly what we need is we need to be skating around more in the power play. We can't just all stick to our little our little quadrants and then just pass it around and hope for that one. Oh, yeah, and the defense pass. doesn't move and they could just stay in the same passing lines. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I think Lafreniere, especially with how he's been playing lately, is exactly the thing to do. Um, so that's what I want to do. So I, I'd say, you know what, throw Chocek out, put Lafreniere in his place. I know that's crazy because Chocek's the best face-off guy and you want to have the face-offs there. Well, no, what you could do is have Chocek on for the face-off. Yeah, and then swap him out. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, that's always a possibility as well. Um. So yeah, I, I I think that that would be my main thing is I want to see Lafreniere on on PP one. Um, yeah, no, no, that's that's definitely a, a fair statement. Yeah, get some. Uh, I mean, man, how much of a lot of time has Lafreniere had actually on the power play one in his career? He's probably had the least power play one time in any first round overall pick history. Yep. Oh, I mean, I couldn't believe it on during the Flyers game when Sean McDonough said, oh, yeah, and Kako and Lafreniere got a lot of good, you know, during the rebuild, had a lot of good minutes, uh, you know, had a lot of time to... to, to minutes you know, on the bench, maybe. The game. And, I, and I was like, are you insane? I was like, dude, somebody needs to show Sean McDonough uh, his, his time on ice and how little power play time and how little minutes he actually had. Uh, to start off his career, I was like, "No, that that is what usually happens with first round draft picks, but that's not what happened." We're, we're not, we're not the usual. No, we are not. So, no. so yeah, anyway. no. I think Lafreniere is up there. I'm gonna strangle this guy. He can't, I don't know what they're doing, but for the past two days, I, I like you know those air bubble like things like you put in a package to like protect yeah. it, and then if you pop it, it like has a loud sound. They've been doing this past three days. I'm gonna strangle him. Um, yeah, this is really getting on my nerves. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think Lafreniere uh, definitely makes sense. Uh, and honestly, I just want to see some change. Obviously, some change doesn't mean, okay, now put uh, – as much as I like Johnny Brzezinski, you don't put him on the power play one. Um, yeah, no. But, again, change – just because you need a change doesn't mean any change is good. You know? No. Um, are, are you not hearing this? Oh yeah, I hear it. Yeah, it sounds like you are it, sounds like, it sounds like there's an active shooter in your apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you hear on uh, on the news later today that like someone burnt like twenty apartment buildings to the ground due to like air bubbles being popped, uh, you know like, exactly. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. You know exactly. You know exactly who it was. Yep, absolutely. Yep. I'll let him know. All right. Um, next all right, next, next question. question, and this person is going to be. Um, is definitely a fan of what we've been talking about. Hoffman okay. for MVP. What is it? Hoffman for MVP. Nice. Yeah. Um, 
which defense question? which defenseman would you be least hesitant to move uh move on move on from Connor Mackey what which defenseman would you be least hesitant to move on from least hesitant yeah uh Zach oh most oh my gosh wow I wait Oh, I, I, I read that wrong. I actually I read it to you and I somehow I I I am the one that misunderstood it. No, I take Connor Mackey back. I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, uh least hesitant to move Jacob on. Jacob Truba. <laughs> Meaning you want to get rid of Jacob Truba? Sure. Yeah. You don't? Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. I mean eight eight million would help us a lot. Oh, absolutely it would. Absolutely would I would yeah I I'd be I'd be fine with getting rid of Jacob um, I think you know I don't hate him he's not a dirty player um, but like he's not worth eight million and he never has been um, and um, and yeah he has too many bouts where his defensive coverage can just get really bad um, and you I mean, see the options that are available once in a while and you're like, man, I really wish this was like part of our top four. Like, Oh wait, shoot, we got true, but we can't move him. And he's a million. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing too. I like, I, I, the game has moved so much more to offensive production as a metric for defensemen. And while that's nice and I like it, I, I don't need it. I need, I, I need more. We need, and we do need more. You need defensemen to do their job. Yeah, pure shutdown, fuck you defenseman. Um, and he's not that. Um, he can play well defensively. He's, he's had good games where he's out there blocking shots and making good outlet passes and making good hits and moving people out of the crease. But he's also had ter- – I mean, he had a terrible game against the Flyers. He gave up a ton of pucks that caused a ton of chances the other way and rushes coming back. So yeah, it's just, he's not worth eight million dollars. So yeah, I at least hesitant. I guess I was thinking that question was like of our prospect pool and not of current players. So my oh first yeah, was, uh, Matthew Robertson. I, yeah, sure. I mean, honestly, Zach Jones. But I mean, maybe that's just because I mean I like Zach Jones, but I just I don't see where how, how and where he fits into the lineup. And I frankly just feel like he could probably get a better chance somewhere else that does need a puck moving defenseman. Um, so I'd be I'd be like most okay with getting rid of him. I guess just because. I don't see how he ever cracks into our lineup, really. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just said Robertson because at least that Jones, you have insurance just in case you can't find another offensive defenseman in UFA. Yeah, or in case like Fox gets injured for three months or something. Yeah. Well, this playoff run is over because next thing. <laughs> All right, well, last question. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Who said last question? I thought we had three. I thought there was one more. Four. Four. Okay, all right. Um, Rx David uh, 15 said, would you rather upgrade defense or offense for the playoff run? Offense by a mile. Um, first of all, you can't yeah. even upgrade defense because who, who are you taking out? I mean, you would, you know, there are some Schneider. you'd like to take out, but they're not going to be taken out. Schneider. I, I honestly really think the Rangers should look at trading Schneider in the offseason because he's never going to be in the top four and a first round right hand, first round pick, right hand defenseman who's quote unquote known for his tough game from before the NHL. I don't know where that went, but 
that, I mean, old man GMs are going to come screaming, knocking at the door. And yeah, you might I, be able I, to have one of them overpay for him. Yep, I, I agree. I agree. I, I At this point, I don't trust him defensively. Um, and I really thought this year I was really looking forward to him like taking that next step. And, and if anything, I feel like he's taken a step backwards or at least hasn't taken one step forward this year. Um, there's a lot of times where I'm like, why did our defense collapse so badly there? I was like, oh, Schneider, where are you going? <laughs> where where, where are you, bud? Like, where, buddy, get back in the play. <laughs> yeah. So um, He's like distracted by I, something in the stands. Yeah, I, I don't hate him, but I just, he, he does nothing for he me. He's the weirdest yeah. first round pick of the Rangers that I, we've ever had. Because, I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter how, if they were the 30th pick in the first round, they'd be getting like slander. Like, like Schneider gets slander, but it's only like, in a crucial moment in that specific game, but it's not consistent slander because, or like criticism because he's not playing well enough. And it just seems yeah. weird considering also it's, you know, in New York, I don't know. It's the weirdest first round pick. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, we literally traded up to get him because we were worried the devils wanted him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. We got, we got one more question. Um, yeah, they are definitely making a trade the minute we end this recording. It's it's, uh, it's probably oh oh wait 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 we got we got we got um, we got two questions we got okay. I, we got another one in the middle of the night last night so I'm not even see it. Uh, Paco Taco said, "What did we ever do to deserve Columbus playing against us like we're their arch nemesis every time?" Because it's probably <laughs> well because it's probably think about it. Well, in the beginning of the year. This team was historic. This time, they were about to, you know, um, make history. As the opponent, it's kind of like asking for a challenge, right? Because a bottom team that doesn't have a lot of excitement, not getting a lot of wins, it's like, I don't know if a status symbol, if you want to call it, but it's like this out of any game, this got to be the game you try hardest on because this is going to feel the greatest. You managed to beat the team that – was about to make franchise history. Um, I mean, you, you're the ones, the Rangers are the ones that are going to have a target on your back because yeah, everyone's going to sure. want to be the one to take you down. And both times when the Rangers were um, starting last year, uh, well, I guess this was before it because this was, I think when they were like four and two, because they had a yeah. bad loss to Nashville, but still like, um, yeah, this time around. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, I'm not really going to count last time because last time, I mean, last time you were there, um, they yeah, had we the helped. worst luck. What did they call off? Two, three goals? Two goals, and we outshot them. Like, yeah, and how many posts? Yeah, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. And we still, uh, yeah, we still made it a game even in the, late in the third. So, yeah, I, yeah, that, that was that was a fluke. Yeah, but, um, but this one this one was like more of a, again, I don't know if you want to call it a status symbol, but it's more of like uh, we were able to, you know, knock down the Rangers and prevent them from wearing, winning their 11th franchise record and the hottest team in the NHL right now. Um, so yeah, that, that could do stuff for a rebuilding team that doesn't have a lot of excitement or life. Uh, and that's a great incentive or goal. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's, that's but that honestly, like, like I was, like I was saying earlier too, the, the worst team in the NHL is, is still a really good hockey team that can beat anybody. So there's also that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, listen, like, I always, I always tolerate the why do they always lose to the bad teams because they do fine versus the good teams. They just manage to play based on the other their opponent's um, 
Yeah, like I mean, said. sometimes there's games where you play down too, uh, and, and sometimes there's games where you play down too. But I mean, in a, in a game like hockey, as well, if a team is playing well, it's going to look like the other team is playing down to them. If a bad team is right. playing well, it looks but like also they just didn't have the legs. Down. They didn't have the legs last night. They they were yeah, clearly they don't have the legs. And if an other team actually comes up and plays well too, like that just happens sometimes. Like like. Just because a team sucks overall doesn't mean they're incapable of playing good games still. You know, so it, it, it happens. Last question. All right. Last, last question. Um, with the recent skid of Mika at even strength, Hedl's injury history, to this point on top of Trocek and Goodrow having to be brought in with the hefty free agent deals, do you think the Rangers scouting team needs to emphasize scouting potential centers in the upcoming years, or do they have to continue taking the best player available in their eyes since – um, Gabe Perot, uh, who is looking like a major steal, but is only a winger. Um, if it's like a clear cut, so much better winger than center, you have to take it. But if it's like in the same tier range, I you go for the center because it's just like, or, or well, really, you, you also got to get defensemen, right? Like, how long is Lindgren here? How much longer, right? Um, I wouldn't be too keen on giving him a long-term contract. Absolutely not. That's Dan Girardi 2.0 right there. Short-term, maybe. Yeah, sure. But um, your young players, like out of the defensemen here, who is going to be here in three years? I would think maybe Fox and Miller. Yeah, everyone else will be gone. Right. So you got to get another defenseman. Um, And the thing is, unfortunately, Mika is here for another, what is it? Six? Five years after, after Five years? this year? Yeah, so the point is he has a, a no-trade clause, right? So he's not going anywhere. He's Trocek, long-term, modified no-trade clause. He's not going anywhere. Filipino, we did, yeah, we, again, we don't know about him. Um, it's probably more a matter of that. Again, I, I agree with what this uh, – this, um, sorry, I, I didn't mention who asked this. Um, I agree. If they're in like in the same tier level of a winger center, you jump at that center immediately. But I think defense also should be a um, priority. Uh, winger, obviously, the lowest. But but I think it's going to be more. You got to finally fight that running winger for Mika because it, it's, well, it's getting ridiculous. I don't. But I, I don't think you find that right winger in the draft for Mika. No, no. But, yeah. but that's what I'm. I I didn't mean in the draft. I just meant in general. So oh, you yeah, won't yeah, have yeah. as much. So it's like a domino effect. You won't have as much concern for center anymore, which means during the draft, you can look towards defensemen and stuff. But again, the best player available, if it's clear cut, if it's not clear cut in the kind of like the same tier level, whatever it is, you, you go after the position of me. You got wingers for days. Um, defensemen, again, that that is a uh, concern considering you don't know how many. Yeah, I, I, I'd want to cheat towards D-men in center for sure. But you're right. It's, it's, it's best player available. Because lineups change, people, you know, it, it, these rosters are a lot more fluid than they look like, especially you start looking, you know, a couple years out and things change dramatically in a hurry. Um, and that's why you should always do best player available. Um, but like you said, if, if it's a toss up right now and you got, you know, you got a winger, a center, and a defenseman, and they're all, you know, rated essentially the same in terms of their value and prospect, um, then yeah, I would, at this point, I would cheat towards center and D man. I agree with you there, but otherwise, yeah, just best, best person available. That's just the smartest thing to do. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, anything else or are we good to go? Oh, I, I had one question for you. Just one. I, I know we gotta, we gotta 
uh, finish this off. But last, what during the stadium series, I saw, and again, it worked out with Laviolette uh, pulling the goalie. But why do um, teams pull the goalie during an offensive zone draw? Because when you think about it, it's only making things overcrowded for you. The only, the other team just has to whack it out of the zone. You have to actually have it in control of it, right? So your your job's like five times harder than theirs, and you're way overcrowding. So what do you like? Odds are whoever's taking you can't take a shot immediately off the face off because one of your own players is gonna block it. Wouldn't you want to win the face off first and immediately pull the goalie right away? Yeah, but then you know you're talking about. You know, I don't know, eight to ten. Like the goalie's seconds. like halfway to the bench. Oh, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess, you know, I've never really considered that. I never really thought about that. Right. Because I remember seeing it during the stadium. I like, it worked out in the end, but I was like, aren't you like overcrowding like the face off dot? Like you're only hurting yourself. But, but I guess, yeah, just more people to recover a puck or whatever. I guess yeah. is part of the logic. But again, don't you then kind of get in each other's way? Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing I don't like is I don't like pulling the goalie when you already have a power play at the, near the end of the game because then you're just, you're taking away the icing. Unless they're, they're down by two. Huh? Unless they're down by two. Unless you're down by two. Yeah. 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 If you're down by one, I, I just, I don't, I don't think that extra man is enough of an advantage. And then you're just giving them free shots, you know, for an empty net without having to worry about icing it either. It's just like, I don't know. I, I never liked that, that call, but whatever. Yeah. Anyways, Devils team is in shambles. Islanders are in shambles. Uh, we clearly broke their franchises. And uh, yeah, so Brett, I think we are done, correct? We are, indeed. We are. Nice. I'm going to go nap. Yeah, so thank you to the listeners. Obviously, the minute we end this recording, there will be a trade. You're welcome. Um, and we will see you next time.